Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7.01 is the time. Good morning. It is your weekly golf fix. It is the TD Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Hope you're having a good Saturday morning. Thanks for waking up with us here. I'm Brian Colziel. As you heard, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, a part of the show. They will be in some capacity today. Uh, PGA Pro Jeff Metis is over at Park getting ready for his big opening day. So uh, we hope to check in with him at some point. And Kevin Sylvester is doing his PGA Tour radio duties uh, down at Sawgrass at the Players' Championship. And Kevin will join us a little bit later in the show to let us know what's going on with the big pro circuit this week that has one of the best fields in golf. And we'll talk about the Players' Championship. For those of you that watch it every year, you know a memorable spot to watch on the stadium course. So uh, we'll talk to Kevin a little bit later on in the show. But we are live here today at Craigburn in East Aurora, and we're really excited to be here as uh, we welcome them into our TD Green family this year. And joining me right off the top of the show is the PGA Pro here, Frank LaForce. Frank, thanks for having us. Good morning. Well, very nice to have you here uh, today, Brian, and uh, everybody that's listening to us. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the support that all the area gives to the PGA Pros and uh, what TD Green does for uh producing uh, more golfers in our game. So thank you, Brian. Yes, thank you. We, we, uh, we love doing it, and I know that uh, one of the big reasons that the Western New York PGA is so heavily involved in our show is that it's, the, it's, it's our sponsor slogan that they give us. They say, growing a giving game, and, and it really is. And I know, you know when you first decided to become a PGA professional, Frank, I know that uh, that's something that I know is a passion for all of you. And I, I, when I talk with Jeff every week and I talk with people like you all the time, I've just... Uh, you have such a passion for growing the game and getting people ex- as excited about it as I know you are. Right, Brian. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to grow the game of golf. One is by uh, doing this show over the air. Hopefully we we catch a few viewers that, you know, maybe Monday morning go out to the golf course or go to the driving range and uh, hit a few buckets of balls and start uh, admiring and, and have a passion for the game themselves. And the other way that we like to grow the game is from the bottom up and it's with our junior golf programs at all the private clubs and all the area uh, golf courses. Uh, and, you know, and I think all the communities are starting to grasp at, too, uh, with different uh, functions that they have to help grow the game. TD Green, we're live here on the air from Craigburn in East Aurora and speaking with the PGA pro here, Frank LaForce. Uh, Frank, my son is seven and is 
so into playing golf right now. He just when uh, when he was three or four in the yard, and I would be chipping, and he would be chipping right with it, and we got him the the, the little Nerf set of clubs that sure. uh, you would for someone that age, and then he quickly outgrew that from swinging too hard, and we had to get him kind of a junior set, which is what he has right now, and uh, taking him to the driving range, or even a few times that at night, maybe I'll take him out and play a few holes. It uh, It's it is not only something that I know he loves, but being his father and watching him play and get so excited, um, it is, it's truly rewarding. And I know that that's probably something that I know that we all love is whether it's a student of yours or a member that you're working with or a family member or a friend or anything. I mean, when playing together, even with a, a foursome of buddies that uh, maybe you don't get to see too often. I mean, that's, I think, one thing that we always love about this game is that kind of brings that element in. Yeah, it does, Brian. And, you know, that bonding that you're talking about uh, with your kids and with your friends, that's time that, uh, you know, you'll never have again in your life. And one of the great things, especially with growing the game within your own family, uh, be it with your son, uh, one one thought I would have there is to make sure he goes to a good PJ Pro to get lessons. I've seen you swing, swing Brian, and uh, there's a lot of things we need to work on there. So, uh, you know, so don't it, wa- don't have him watch me all the time. No, well, no, <laughs> you know, have him watch the TV and and hopefully go to Jeff Metis or a, a local exactly. PJ professional right. to work with uh, to uh, get the right skill set to start his uh, career in golf. But one of the great things about golf itself is the ability for you to share it with people of all different ages, be it your son or your father, your grandfather down the road, and, and also with a PJ Golf Pro. Uh, you know, you are playing on the same facilities that they do over time, be it at Pebble Beach or at your local uh, um, Brookfield Golf Club or Park Club. You know, PJ Pros have played on that facility in, in major tournaments, and, and now you have an an opportunity to do that. So that's something that, you know, not a lot of us are going to have an opportunity to go skate at uh, the Sabres Arena or play uh, baseball, you know, at the Red Stadium. But we can go play golf with our kids or our, our friends at different great facilities. Yeah, and, and even this week where the where the, the uh, pros are playing at the Players' Championship at Sawgrass, that's a place where is open and people can go and play it. So I, th- I think that is cool where you can – you can be out on the golf course and say, hey, I've seen this shot on TV, and now it's a, an opportunity for me to do it too. I, yeah, I, I think that's great. And even as a, a golf spectator, I think it's such a great spectator sport to go watch in person and the fact that um, if you've never done it, I would suggest doing it, uh, even regardless of, of the level of just to, to be so close. It's, there's not many sports that as a spectator, Frank, I think you can – be as close as you can when you're watching a golf event is that you're uh, you're right there that, that's very true brian you know you're uh you're elbow to elbow with the pj pros or the lpga pros and if you do get an opportunity to go see one of these events in person it, it really uh it has a different uh aspect than what you see on tv um you know we all watch the masters on tv uh, we all watch uh, the U.S. Open on TV, but if you have an opportunity to physically go walk with them, it, it really gives you a great respect for what they do and, and how they can uh, you know, maneuver the golf ball around facilities like that uh, and some of the dangers that they have to uh, you know, overcome when they're playing a game of golf. So it, it really is a great opportunity to go watch something like that, and you'll learn a lot from that. Absolutely. Frank LaForce is our guest here on TD Green. Brian Coles, you're live at... Craig Byrne in East Aurora at 7.07 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Well, speaking of wonderful things that PGA pros do, I know that you 
And uh, we were speaking with your general manager, Dan Franklin, and Tim Faulkner, who I played with here two years ago. Uh, one of your, your many fine crew here. I know I've pulled in a little after six, and you guys got your full force out here out on the course. It looks great. So, I mean, I know that that's one thing that um, you guys do such a good job with here, I know, is... Uh, picking, keeping up with how the conditions change. We know Western New York weather can change at any moment, but uh, the facility looks wonderful every time that I come here. So kudos to you and your staff. But uh, let's just talk a little bit about the course, the challenges this year with all the rain. I know that uh, when I was speaking with Dan earlier, he had said it last year it was how can we keep water on the course, and now <laughs> many golf courses are saying how can we get rid of it. What's it been like here? Uh, it's been uh, saturated and wet. It's been very <laughs> lonely as a golf pro also. I mean, uh, we we haven't seen many members out here this year, but uh, thankfully today we've got an opening day function, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing a lot of people we haven't seen yet. Uh, as far as the golf course goes, we have a great uh, maintenance uh, crew. Uh, we've got a great superintendent, his assistant superintendent. Um, our superintendent has been here for over 30 years, so he knows every blade of grass on the golf course, uh, sometimes too much, you know, and, and he, <laughs> he, uh, he really has a passion for being here, and, and we, we have great respect for him and his staff and how, how well they can get the golf course in great conditions. Uh, Craigburn is a uh, you know, a wonderful facility. We have championship conditions day in and day out at our golf course. Uh, we we work our uh, grounds crew uh, to the bone over the summer, of course, uh, like all facilities. Um, but uh, our golf course is a great golf facility, a championship golf facility. Um, with that being said, we also have a great passion for all aspects and all uh, abilities of golfers here at Craigburn. We have one of the widest fairways in all of Western New York here. So really, uh, you know, it's important to keep the ball in play, uh, but we give them room if they do miss a shot here. You know, our biggest uh, attribute here, I think, is our green complexes. We have some outstanding greens that were designed by Robert Trent Jones Sr. back in 1969, and we've kept those architectural features over all the years that we've been here. Um, so That's a we, name we, that you have to be proud of, that you have Robert Trent Jones Sr. attached to the design of your golf course. Oh, I think it's uh, a great thing that our forefathers had great vision to bring in somebody of that caliber back in the late 1960s. Um, we were fortunate to have uh, the Goodyears who lived across the street from us here at Craigburn and also Knox is a, a local family that, you know, many people know their name, but they had a great passion for the area here. Uh, they wanted to develop a great golf course and they had some ties to uh, Robert Trent Jones Sr. So they were fortunate enough to uh, bring him in and uh, design our golf facility here. Yeah. No, I, from, from last time I played, I just remember that exactly how you described it, that, um, off the tee, it was something that you felt like it wasn't going to be, you know, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do here? Because there, the, it was sort of receptive in terms of that if you didn't hit it perfect, it still kept you alive. But the green areas were spectacular and in such good shape, even as we overlook a few of the holes here right now. Um, for those that maybe have never played it here, just maybe just a couple of thoughts on what you think makes this course unique to others. Well, one of the things that makes it very unique is that we basically have two different nine holes here at Craigburn. We we're an eighteen-hole facility, but we have two different nine holes. We have a, were they all built at the same time? They were all built okay. at the same time. Because sometimes when someone describes it like you're doing it, it was well, we had a nine and then we added another nine later. So correct, yeah. correct. But we had, uh, like I said, our 
I have an architectural designer of Robert Trump Jones Sr.'s caliber here. He really uh, laid it out from above. Uh, so we have nine holes, our first nine, one through eight, basically are in through the trees in a parkland setting, if you want to describe it that way. And, and then our, our, you know, once you hit the eighth tee, you start getting into more of an open golf course, more of a link-style golf course, if you want to say that. Uh, we're, we're not near the ocean or a water complex, but we are. Uh, our back nine is more of a links-type facility where it gives a golfer an opportunity to not – you don't have to carry the ball in the air 200 yards to get to a green. You can run it up. You can use the ground as your uh, asset here, you know, and run the ball on the ground to get it on the green. Uh, there's really only – a couple golf uh, holes here at Craigburn that uh, is intimidating in the front of the green where you have to actually carry a uh, you know a bunker or or water to get it on the green. But most of the time you're uh, you know Robert Trent Jones had a vision of having everybody be able to play his golf courses, so he gives everybody an opportunity to get on the green, uh, be it if you want to run it up. So it's real nice. And coming up, of course, uh, for those that may, when you pull in, you see the signature silo. That's right out. That's yes. right on the ninth, right? The yes, ninth yeah. correct. That's what's, right. the, what's the story behind that? And uh, it obviously is something that I know that is such a, when, when we say unique features, I mean, I, I can't picture that being anywhere else in Western New York other than right here right, at Craigburn. Right, and, and some of the history of Craigburn is that this was a uh, uh, polo fields for the good years back in the, mm you know, the, the 50s and 60s. So basically under our silo is a big steel water tower. And it's just, uh, you know, they, they hit it in a, you know, a nice architectural silo to blend in with the, the facility we have here. You know, we're, we're sitting in uh, the old stables for the Goodyear Estate. And, uh, you know, we've, we've kept all the nice designs here at Craigburn and, uh, you know, we're Even trying the, to keep I like the, yeah, the saddle and the uh, the horseshoes over there and things like that. Just yeah. to, to kind of, I'm sure that's probably intent. That wasn't that, that's right. <laughs> that right. wasn't just left over. That was right. a that was something that you put there. No, I think it looks wonderful. But no, that silo coming in, I think, is something that uh, I don't know. I just I always as soon as somebody says Craigburn, I I instantly just picture that approach shot of nine with the silo right there and right. Uh, it's right. it's very picturesque, no it doubt is. about it. It is. All right, let's. Um, all right, for those that. Uh, Want more Frank's insight? Here you go. We're going to make it our time for our official official Western New York PGA tip of the week brought to you by the Western New York PGA Growing a Giving Game. And one thing that you have to have here that you mentioned was that the ability to have some accuracy on some of these holes here. So let's talk about that, uh, improving ways for golfers in terms of just their accuracy. Is part of it coming down to maybe decision-making too when you when you think about accuracy? Or well, I, what do you think really goes into it? What are some important features? Right, Brian, I, I think that's it right there. One of the things is uh, to have a plan before you go out to play golf. You know, what is your plan that day? Uh, you know, uh, target out how many fairways you want to hit that day, how many greens you want to hit, and have a goal in mind. So that once you build that goal, then we can start building our – our game plan for that day. Uh, accuracy is a huge thing. And be it if you're playing at Craigburn or Fox Valley or Brookfield or CCB, accuracy is, you know, number one, I would think. that you know, not all of us like playing out of the trees. We, we enjoy playing in the fairway. It'd be a boring, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> so one of the things to help accuracy is to, you know, get a target in mind every time you step up to hit a shot. Um, for all those out there that get up to hit the golf ball and the ball goes astray, well, you, you, 
you set your goal to hit the golf ball and you did it. So you've got to add another goal to that, you know, and, and give yourself a target where you want that ball to go. And really, a lot of times it's that simple. Uh, we sometimes overcomplicate it with, you know, trying to keep your elbow in or, you know, uh, turn your wrist over, all that. But, you know, really it's, it's as simple as getting a target in mind, swinging to that target and letting your body go to that target. Um, you know, if you look at trying to shoot a basket and, and trying to simulate it with that, if you're shooting a basket, you're looking at the basket and you're following through the basket. I, I don't know how many of you go out there and try to shoot a basket and keep your elbow in or, or you know, flip your wrist. You're not thinking that. You're, yeah. you're just going out there using your athletic ability, and that's what you, you should really start doing in golf. It's, just, it's an athletic sport created that way. And accuracy in terms of the, of the the plan that you said, how about on approach shots? I know that probably for the amateur that's trying to break a hundred, it's always well. Here's the pin. I'm going to line myself up to that. Is and I know that that always isn't necessarily the best approach. And of course, we would all love to hit every shot right next to the pin. That's it's not something that uh, we're not not naive on. But sometimes avoiding the blow up scores for me. Someone that's going out there, as, as I guess I'd call myself a low 80 golfer whose goal is to try to break 80. I know for me, I'm always thinking, how am I trying to make sure that I never make a double bogey during the day? Because that's the, that's the score that ultimately might push me over that 80 mark. So in terms of that, when I'm approaching a shot, I'm thinking, well, even though the pin's right here, I know that if I miss it just on this side... I could be in trouble to the point where maybe on this par four it turns into a six, and that's something that I'm trying to avoid. So I, I don't know, lining yourself up with the pin every single time and maybe just talk about that sort of decision. Right, Brian, I, fairway. I think those are great yeah. uh, thoughts right there. You know, the pin may be tucked to the right over water. Yeah. So uh, in that situation, you want to aim safe and swing aggressive. So always pick a spot where you're going to, even if you miss it a little bit, it's going to be safe. But always have an aggressive swing on the shot. You know, don't ever give up on a golf swing. Always follow through, make an aggressive swing to your target, and and deal with the results. Um, you know, so it. And one of the other things is, if there's trouble long, always take a little less club. If there's trouble short, make sure you're going to carry the water, even if you only hit it 80 percent. You know, so pick a club that. If you hit it 80 percent, it's still going to get you to your target because there's very very few of us that are here today that are going to hit it 100% all the time. We're, we're averaging probably around 55 60%. So really, if you can balance that and go for the 80% club, I think that your results are going to be better. You're going to be closer to your target and then have more fun with the game of golf yeah. too. I like, I like that phrase. I'm going, to, I'm going to use that again and steal it from you, that aim safe but swing aggressive. Right. I, I think a lot of times that I, I myself will get into that habit. I'm sure many – golfers listening get into that habit of okay well here's where I want to quote aim at but I need to take that safe shot and then that's maybe where it becomes I know my problem physically sometimes where if I'm hitting what I think is quote a safe shot is I won't have the body it'll just be all arms suddenly I've now pulled that shot that I didn't right. want to pull to start with here too but you know I like your I like that that phrase that uh Aim safe but swing right. aggressive. Right, and yeah. I, I, I've, I'm stealing that from uh, one of my predecessors, <laughs> Lonnie Nielsen, and before him, Bob Fry. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's a great thing to uh, try to put in your game plan for golf: is aim safe, swing aggressive. You always want to pick a safe target. Uh, 
you know, and off the tee shot too. You know, we, we want to aim to a big area, swing aggressive. Always swing aggressive, make a good follow through. Absolutely. Frank LaForce with us, the PGA Pro, right there with your Western New York PGA tip of the week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA Growing a Giving Game. And speaking of the Western New York PGA, they have a big event coming up Monday. Speaking of opening days, uh, at Stafford Country Club, they're set to host the Western New York Open. It's the first major championship of the season. So to all the pros playing in it on Monday, good luck. And uh, hopefully we'll have some good news to uh, let you know next week of who ended up uh, having the best day, of course, out of any of that. Uh, Frank, before we let you go, I know you're real busy with your day here, getting your opening day ready. Just a couple of thoughts on maybe just some of the big storylines of the season. Um, the rule changes that we've been talking about on the show here uh, quite frequently this year with what the USGA, the RNA, and the PGA of America, the, the, the governing bodies of golf, trying to come together to maybe come up with a, a less complicated system, I guess we'd, we'd describe it here too. Um, are you in favor of some of the things that you're hearing? Is there anything that you, maybe amongst the changes that really sticks out to you as something that you really like or something that might be... You, you know, I, like? I, I think it's great that all three big uh, golf... Uh, communities are getting together to formulate a, a simplified plan yeah. uh, because the rules of golf is, you know, uh, it's it's teetering on uh, getting a law degree to read the rules of golf. And and you really have to have a, a great knowledge of every rule uh, to implement them in your favor, you know. But if we go back, I believe that the rules of golf started with 13 basic rules back when golf was started. Wow. And you know, if we could get back to basics with golf, I think we'd bring more people into the golf community and into playing golf because I'm, I'm sure there's some that are just afraid oh, so to you, step on the golf course. Do you think course, truly there's people that just, there's so much with the rules that they just, they feel like, well, you know, I, I, I'd I rather think do something else. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I, I think they're miss, missing an opportunity um, because golf is a great game that you can play your whole life. Uh, there's, there aren't a lot of uh, games physically that, you know, you can play your whole life like golf. Uh, it, there's nobody, when you're stepping up to the tee shot, you're not going to get whacked by somebody coming across the tee to knock you over. You know, so so you're not going to, physically you're not going to get hurt, I <laughs> Oh, hope. my goodness, I can't so, even think about that. Add uh, another element to the game, somebody's coming yeah, at me. <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it'll bring some of the younger kids out, but <laughs> that's how we're after. But, but I think the, the minimizing some of the rules and simplifying it would be a great asset for the game of golf overall. Yes, yeah. and I, I I know that there were a lot of uh, things, you know, those last two years really on uh, call-ins on rules of golf. Yeah. Now there's there's one thing that you know I I don't think that we ever see in any other sporting event. You know, be it uh, you know, if Where Tom Brady call it, Tom yeah. Brady Tom Brady <laughs> threw a t you know a touchdown pass and won the Super Bowl. Well, the day later they found out the receiver's foot was out of bounds and you know they're going to negate that and give the Super Bowl to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, that's not going to happen, Brian. But in the game of golf, unfortunately, we've been all too uh, active in calling in and, and calling a rules issue on somebody that yeah. you know most likely I, I'd say ninety nine percent of it, you know, is just a an error and it really did it help that person right in that situation no way and then no the way. latest example of this about a month ago lexi thompson in one of the lpga events in one of the bigger events remember that she, she marks the ball and then when she comes back to put the ball back down comes at a different angle so it looks as though maybe that it's whether again as you said whether she gained anything by it or not probably not it was just the angle that she put the ball down at which created right it. and uh a viewer calls in and then 
she finds out two thirds of her way through her round the next day. Correct. That Correct. there's something through that. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't seem like uh, you know golf for for a, for a game to me that is supposed to be a game of honor and Correct. that sort of thing. It, it feel it. I don't know. It felt kind of dirty watching that all play oh, out. <laughs> it it was sad to watch it play yeah. out. You know, the, the, the young girl. Uh, you know, she's playing a, a great round of golf. Yeah. And then, you know, the following day, you get deflated by that kind of stuff. You know, you're you're out on the golf course. You think everything's going well, and she's thinking she's maybe got a chance to win. Right, right yeah. exactly, Brian. And 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 then it comes out, and surely in any uh, type of situation like that, it's just going to deflate your ego. You know, and and really, I think it played into her not winning that event for sure. Uh, but I I think those little things like that have to come out of the game. We can't allow that anymore. Yes. You know, so I. I that's my opinion on that one. Beautiful. Thank you, Frank. We, well, I really appreciate you having us here today. Facility looks great like it always does, and it's always a warm welcome. Dan was here to greet me right away, and you guys are always so nice. So thanks. Yeah, you're appreciate welcome, you Brian. Thank with. you for your time here at Craigburn. Absolutely. Frank LaForce, the PGA pro here at Craigburn. And when we step aside, we'll take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Lonnie Nielsen, I believe. I just saw him uh, coming in. He's going to be joining us next year. So a, uh, a real treat here. We'll get to pick Lonnie's brain on uh, some of the golf issues and also what he likes about playing here at Craigburn. Brian Colsey with you live on TD Green. We'll be back with more in a moment. And Kevin Sylvester live at the Players' Championship at about 745. So great show. Stay with us here. Thanks for being with us here on a Saturday morning on WGR. Listen up, golfers. It's time for the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week. Brought to you by the Western New York PGA. Growing a giving game. Seven twenty-eight is the time. Welcome back to Craigburn here in East Aurora on what we hope will be a beautiful day. Maybe the clouds will break up here shortly. Brian Colsey with you here on T to Green. Thanks for being with us on WGR Sports Radio 550. It is the T to Green Golf Show presented by the Western New York PGA, by Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, by Michelob Ultra, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. We are live here at Craigburn in East Aurora, and we're very pleased to be joined by Lonnie Nielsen, of course, you've heard for many years on the pro scene, continuing his pro game, and uh, also, of course, plays here at Craigburn. Lonnie, good morning. Thanks so much for coming in today. My pleasure. So uh, let's talk a little bit about this golf course for a few moments here before we maybe catch up with some of your other things of note here. What do you like about playing here? I absolutely love this place. I think it's one of the great clubs in the country, quite honestly. And uh, <clears throat> it's just got so much variety. Uh, beauty to it and it's so peaceful out here it's so quiet i think everybody that plays here that's their first reaction you know normally the clubs are in busy areas right and here we're in a rural setting and it's just uh it's magnificent it's so peaceful here yeah i this the serene feel when you walk in here it really has it you're, you're no doubt about it. especially i i think for uh a course that as you had said as is known so well for or being so excellent, but you you walk in here, you feel like maybe at times you're the only one here when you walk yeah, in. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Lonnie Nielsen with <laughs> us here from Craigburn on Tita Green. All right, so this course itself here too. Uh, Frank said it's got a kind of a whole set. What he would say a different set of holes. He said there's some holes that he thinks plays kind of traditional parkland. Some that play kind of link style. Is, is that something maybe uh, 
that you wouldn't see very often. A lot of times the golf course is kind of the way it is, but I think this has got a nice variety of looks to it. Oh, yeah. The front nine's cut right through the trees and the back nine's in the wide open spaces. So it really is, uh, It's like I said, I just absolutely love this place. It's a beautiful joint. What's the, what's the hardest shot for you on a place like this? Well, there's several of them here. Uh, there's uh, the fifth hole is a long par three, and the seventh hole is a relatively short par three, but it's got a really narrow green. So both those holes are very difficult. And then the, the par fives, the 14th hole here is the number one handicap hole, and it's, it's a challenging second shot if you're going to go for that green. There's not much uh, missing room there. Yeah. I know Buffalo is a place, as you know, that people are very prideful of this area and uh, love talking about it. And I know that's one thing that I know that people that support you and follow your path through all of your pro career here is that people are excited that you still make Buffalo a big piece of, uh, of your pro career, of course, of even being here. So right. uh, why was that important to you? Well, we raised our family here. Uh, we moved here in 84, and I was a pro here for 20 years. And... Uh, so, like I said, we raised our family here, and our, our we have two kids that still live here, and one's in Pittsburgh. So, uh, uh, it, this is home to us, really. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's for people that live here. That's exciting to see, because I mean, for professional golfers, you wouldn't think Buffalo would be a destination, but I know that um, you know people would say that they're very excited that you have made that decision because people <laughs> people are very excited about the fact that they there's a pro connection to the pro scene here and you obviously have been one of the best ambassadors for golf here in western new york well thanks all right so how about just the the latest on what you're doing in in your pro career here what uh what is it the last year or so been like for you kind of give everybody an update of what's going on well i qualified for the senior open last year i didn't play very well there but uh, it was in columbus ohio at uh, Scioto, which is an absolutely fantastic place that's where jack nicholas grew up yep. it's really hard i thought it was very hard i couldn't imagine shooting even par there on my best day and uh, the three under won the tournament so i thought it was uh, gene sowers won i thought it was an impressive performance um, this winter I played in the, uh, the, some of the club pro stuff down in, uh, Port St. Lucie and, uh, I was, I managed to win the senior stroke play and my partner and I finished second in the, uh, senior junior. So, uh, it was a pretty good winter for me. Um, this summer I've got, uh, I'm going to try to qualify for the senior open again. And then, uh, where is it this year? The senior open, uh, you know? it's in New, Newport, New, okay, Rhode yeah. Island, Rhode Island, yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, I've got an exemption into the Des Moines tournament, uh, the, which is in Iowa, which is where I grew up. So, uh, I'm excited about going back there. That's uh, June 9 to 11. Do you think, at least, I, for someone like me that follows golf and obviously, in some sense, covers it for the sense that we have our show going on, um, the PGA Champions Tour, it seems like now all of a sudden we see bigger and bigger names. Like I, I feel like that the the goal in terms of keeping uh, in touch with these golfers that can still play so well, I feel like that maybe it's growing. I don't know. Are you sensing that, like that the, the Champions Tour is getting at a level where it needs to be, or do you think there's still some room for improvement? I think there's some room for improvement. The, uh, the tournaments, now I think it's by design, quite honestly, but I, the tournaments have uh, gotten smaller through the years. Interesting. And um, I think they've done that intentionally just so that the top players would keep playing. I think it's important that the top players uh, play a lot. And uh, I think by adding, by only having maybe 24 events and not ha yeah. overloading the schedule. Right. 
Yeah. So they, it keeps them playing. And let's face it, there's logistics involved. There's sponsors and all that other things that, uh, right. you know, when there's less events, maybe it's you're able to make a little bit more, you know, guarantees and things like that along the way. Um, if you were to improve something from the Champions Tour, what would you do with it, do you think, if you had a, a chance to come in and, well. <laughs> and uh, wave your magic wand over it? Is there something to, to, that you would do? Well, I'd love to see him play for more money, which isn't, yeah. isn't, e- isn't easy. But uh, I also uh, would like to see a few more events. I think 28's a nice number, and I think they're down to 24 now. Yep. Lonnie Nielsen with us here from Craigburn in East Aurora on Tee to Green. Brian calls you with you on WGR. Thanks for being with us. How about just a thought or two on, on the Players' Championship this week, Sawgrass. That course people have gotten to know quite well now. I mean, a huge reason why – the Masters is so popular is that people really know the course. They know Augusta, they, especially the back nine on TV. I mean, uh, even the casual golf fan that watches it, they, they know those holes. And yeah. I think you're starting to see that with what we see at the Players' Championship, especially the, the finish. I mean, the, the last three, I think, are something that uh, even if you ask what you'd say a semi uh, a golf fan, they know those last three holes. And they sure it's, do. It's set, it sets up for quite an interesting finish there. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's one of my favorite tournaments to watch. I mean, I'd say it's those two masters and uh, the players. Um, like you said, that finish is really something. 16, 17, 18 are really tough holes. And uh, I went I actually went through a tour school there. I got on the 17th tee and I literally couldn't breathe. There wasn't, it didn't seem like there was any <laughs> air there. And I hit one of the worst shots of my career and it, it was a big high loop hook and uh, it, I got so stinking lucky. It hit on the, uh, the fringe and bounced to the right and uh, I and managed to make a par and uh, ended up getting my uh, tour card that year. That was in the regular tour. Wow. Regular awesome. tour. Awesome story. Well, it's comforting maybe for the amateurs listening to know that you're just as nervous standing over a shot <laughs> maybe as, as others. Well, that 17th hole obviously will get more TV time than anything this weekend. Yeah. Uh, just what is it like standing on that tee? And do you have advice for those that maybe that are listening that have trouble visually even what, no, no matter where they're playing, just that the, the visual aspect of maybe being intimidated on a golf course, how do you handle that? Well, you got to take some deep breaths, that's for sure. Um, and I didn't do a very good job of that when I was playing <laughs> in that tour school there. But, um, yeah, I'd say deep deep breaths. I talked to uh, Tom Watson about this. I actually wrote him a letter and said, I was. I see you had trouble early in your career, and I'm, I'm still having trouble with it. And, uh, he, and that was what his thing, his breath, it was his breathing that he felt was the most important thing, yeah. interestingly enough. It's amazing because you'll hear the commentators talk about, well, what's the wind doing? And, you know, what's the, where's the pin located? But it maybe just comes down to breathing and in between the ears, right? Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you've got to step up there and be relaxed somehow, some way. And um, uh, like I said, breathing, breathing certainly helps that. Yeah. And, it's a sh- and it's a shot that even uh, for the average player, you'd think, well, what, it's usually what, between like 130 and 140, that, that distance right. on that hole? Yeah, I think it was 147 yesterday, and that's the toughest yeah, part when it's in the back. That's when they they uh, get aggressive and, and hit it over the green. And 
What's, that's usually the mistake there. What players do you like watching right now on tour? Who catches your eye as someone that well, uh, you I feel still, like is must-see TV? I still love to watch uh, Phil Mickelson. Yeah. I just think he's one of the most exciting players. He had quite a round yesterday. He was all over the place. And, <laughs> Which is and what makes just, him fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> and just kept making putt after putt after putt. Um, I love watching Jordan, Jordan Spieth, too, and uh, Rory McIlroy's be- got a this beautiful swing. Yeah. I have I always said that I love Spieth's um, attitude out there in the sense that he's got that that grittiness like he's so he's so intense but at the same time you hear the conversations that he has with his caddy sometimes too and then he also it seems like oh he's he's well in control of his thoughts too at the same time I I love how he, he seems like he has that balance and obviously he's he's doing quite well with himself yeah. so far in his oh, yeah, career for sure. Lonnie Nielsen with us here from Craigburn for just another minute or two here on WGR and Sports Radio 550. Yeah. On T to Green, Kevin Sylvester is live at the Players' Championship, which, we, of course, we're talking about right now. And uh, we'll uh, get a live check-in of what Kevin has been seeing over the course of the first two days as we head into the weekend. Last thing here, just one thing I know that the Western York PGA is very big about, I'm sure you are too, is growing the game here. Um, are you seeing uh, a game in this area in Western New York in going in the right direction? Is there something that you'd like to be seen done here too? And just uh, maybe a chance for you to speak to the to the golfers here in Western New York of just something that maybe you'd like to see out of them. Well, I think uh, I think the game is, is growing slowly, but it is growing again. And um, we've seen quite an influx of uh, young young members here at Craigburn. We've got, I bet we have 40 or 50 young kids that are here. And most clubs don't have that, so we're real fortunate that uh, that that's that's happened here. Well, you have a fine facility to play. There's no doubt yeah, about it. There's, that's for sure. Those youngsters are are very lucky to be having a facility <laughs> like that. Well, Lonnie, we really appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Good luck. We'll be following you, of course, throughout uh, your year here. And thanks again. All right, my pleasure. Thanks, Brian. All right, Lonnie Nielsen here from Craigburn, joining us on Tea to Green on WGR. And uh, as we discussed our, of course, look there at the Champions Tour, it's brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook, affordable adult-assisted living. The Champions Tour this week, there is no event. Next week, uh, they'll be playing at the Regents Tradition. So that's the look at the PGA Tour Champions Tour report, again, brought to you by Absolute Care. All right, very cool. Lonnie Nielsen there, love picking his brain. And, uh, of course, yes, makes Craigburn still part of uh, his playing days, which is very cool. I think that's one thing that a lot of us uh, here in Buffalo, the connection to the big time, we love it. I mean, just uh, people love to talk about, yes, I'm from Buffalo, I'm from Western New York, uh, whether it's a connection of talking about your favorite food or your favorite sports team or whatever. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are golfers in Western New York, Lonnie Nielsen being right here and uh, showing up today to Craigburn to do a segment with us, I thought very, very cool. I'm just going to, uh, mention one other thing too here. Lonnie Nielsen will be playing at the Western New York Open coming up on Monday. That's at Stafford Country Club. He's the defending champion of that. So pretty cool nugget there. And uh, if you want information on that, by the way, I'm just going to tweet that out. Thank you to the Western New York PGA for giving me the chance to do that. They've got a little more, um, but I just tweeted it out at Brian WGR. But uh, Lonnie and the rest of the best Western New York PGA pros will be at Stafford coming up on Monday. So uh, we'll have some information on doing that. Also, for those of you that are thinking about wanting to play in a big-time event, if your USGA handicap is three or less, you can 
try to qualify to play in the Porter Cup. And that event is at Niagara Falls Country Club, of course. That great event's been going on for years and years and years. And the Porter Cup qualifier is on Monday, June 26th. If you want to register, again, all you need is a USG handicap of three or less. You can register at portercup.com. And speaking of Twitter and speaking of the Porter Cup, one interesting tweet this week. I don't know how much of it was in jest or how much of it was serious, but it seemed as though it was a pretty serious offer. The Porter Cup this week tweeted out at Tony Romo saying, of course, the, the former Cowboys quarterback now about to turn into uh, being CBS analyst for their NFL games. Uh, here's the tweet from the Porter Cup saying, Tony Romo, we see you're trying to play more competitive golf now. Come play in the Porter Cup in Niagara Falls. A spot is waiting for you. So they're reaching out to see if Tony Romo would play uh, in the Porter Cup, which, of course, goes on in July. And uh, we'll be up at Niagara Falls in the start of June for the Women's Porter Cup. And then, of course, we'll be back there for the Men's Porter Cup in late July. Romo, this past week, was trying to qualify for the U.S. Open but ended up shooting a 75 during his qualifying round and missed it. This is how good you need to be. Is He shot 75, which is a pretty good score, playing from the tips on a championship course, and he was six shots behind the last person that moved on to the next round of qualifying. Not even just to get in, just to move on to the next round of qualifying. So that just shows how good you need to be. But, yep, there's another... Uh, in a way that the Porter Cup uh, is reaching out to try to... How exciting would that be, I think, if uh, if Tony Romo came up and played? I mean, there was even some thoughts last year. I had heard some rumors about uh, Stephon Curry, of course, the great basketball player for the Golden State Warriors, uh, trying to maybe play in some amateur events, and there was some thought that he might even uh, try and play in some amateur events, including the Porter Cup last year. Uh, I know I had heard some kind of rumblings about that, but Curry, beyond the fact that he might be the best, uh, one of the best players in the NBA, well, he is one of the best players in the NBA, uh, also is a very, very good golfer. These athletes are good in uh, more than one sport. Yes, this just in, they are. So Curry, who knows, maybe we'll see him uh, in some uh, amateur events down the road, as we see with maybe Tony Romo trying to play in some of these events right here. So. Anyway, we want to thank Lonnie Nielsen for joining us here on WGR on TD Green, which is presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges, great place to go get your clubs fixed, regripped, uh, fitted, all that stuff right there. Go see Kevin and Donna inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Uh, just actually, uh, my 9-iron had a little bent in the sh- uh, bend in the shaft, so Donna's working on it right now. So uh, go and take your stuff in there. It's a great place. Michelob Ultra, custom turf, also a great spot. If you're thinking about maybe getting something in your basement in terms of like a putting green or just something to tinker around with, well, custom turf can take care of you. They just do absolutely wonderful stuff. I know that uh, the guys here on the show, myself, Jeff, and Kevin, we're looking forward to uh, getting our putting green. You can have it in your basement. You can have it in your backyard. Some of the pictures of some of the things that people have done, pretty incredible. Check it out, customturf.com. And, of course, our home clubs, also part of our presenting sponsorship, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Okay, when we come back, we'll get a look at the Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf PGA Tour leaderboard. We'll go live to Sawgrass down in Florida, and the Players' Championship will get an update from Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colsey. We're live here at Craigburn, beautiful place here in East Aurora. Thanks for being with us here on a Saturday on TD Green. We'll be back with more in a moment on WGR. Time for a check of the PGA leaderboard. Brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Cobra Puma Golf. Golf, where there's a king, you'll always find gold. Ask your pro shop for Cobra Puma. It is time for a check of the Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf. PGA Tour leaderboard, the Players' Championship, the 
unwritten fifth major going on right now. Tie for the lead between Louis Eustazen and Kyle Stanley. After both shooting 66 yesterday, they're at minus 9. J.B. Holmes, and how about this one? V.J. Singh, the oldster, getting in there. He is uh, Holmes minus 7. V.J. Singh is 3 back. He's at minus 6 heading into the weekend. O Canada, you've got some representation. David Hearn is at minus 5 amongst a uh, group of 5. There. It also includes Ian Poulter. It's good to see his name back in there. John Rahm at one point yesterday was winning of course, the Spaniard has been excellent so far this year. He fell back a little, but still very much in play at minus four. Some of the other big names, if you're wondering uh, what they're doing at the Players' Championship, well, Mickelson, we mentioned earlier there, uh, with Lonnie Nielsen at minus two, Jason Day at minus two, Henrik Stenson minus two, and uh, Jordan Garcia, who always plays well here at even. He had a hole-in-one on the 17th. Uh, the on, in the first round, Dustin Johnson minus one. Uh, excuse me, is even. Roy McIlroy is even, and the biggest name to miss the cut. I'll go ahead and throw it to Jordan Spieth. He's now missed the cut, I believe, three times in a row in this event. Speaking of this event, for more on the players, we go now live to Florida and Kevin Sylvester, of course, always part of the T to Green Show down there working for PGA Tour Radio. Kevin, good morning. Morning, Brian. Uh, Craig Byrne. Uh, what a great uh, golf club in, in Western New York. Uh, this is probably the only place I'd rather be this week uh, than be at Craigburn. So uh, send my regards to everybody there. I will. Kevin, I know you probably have the same feeling. I said, I, I think the word serene, I don't know. I just, when you pull in here and it, you feel like you're like the only person in the world at that point. It's just so peaceful. It's so quiet. And, I mean, the course is right there just as you walk right up. And, uh it's got such a unique set of holes to it. It's it's a really, really, really gem here in Western New York. Hey, if you think you're a good golfer in Western New York, go play Craig Byrne. You'll find out. You'll find out soon enough just how good you are. Uh, that is a great test uh, of golf. I'm not saying hard. It's hard, but it's a test of golf, as is you know the stadium course, the TPC Sawgrass for the Players' Championship. But, uh, Brian, have you been down here? Have you been to... I have not been. No, I've not been there. Tell me what it's like. You've been walking the course the last couple of days. What uh, What have you seen? What's What's been enlightening to you? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. It, it television does not do it justice, and people say that about you know Augusta National. I'm going to say the same thing about the stadium course. It is you know we know the holes. Uh, you were talking about that earlier with Lot. Uh, you, you know the holes, and when you get there and you see them, and you're just like, wow, this is just a little different than it looks on TV. Wow, that, that green banks a whole lot more. He, it, so, you know, on Wednesday during the practice round, uh, you know, that's when we really, uh, you know, get out, look at the holes, stand on the tee boxes. Uh, you know, 17, we have to walk across the tee box to call the shot. But So on Wednesday, I'm standing there on the tee box looking at that island green, and they've built it up so much. It's, it's, it's an amphitheater now, you know, the, the hills around it and uh, the double-deck uh, chalets there. So you are really... Uh, into a stadium once you hit your second shot into that 16th green, which, by the way, from the fairway, when you look down at 16, that tree is your aiming point. It's the split cypress tree there. That's your aiming point. And, you know, players are able to reach there in two, but it is not an easy shot by any means. And then you, once you complete that hole, you go over to 17, you stand in that tee box, and that island looks like the size of a penny. <laughs> it's amazing uh, how <laughs> how small it looks uh, with that target. It was playing 127 on Thursday, 147, excuse me, 122 uh, on Thursday. And I was actually uh, between 
the 16th green and the 17th tee because I, I was following Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas group. Sergio was ahead of them and saw the, saw the hole in one. It was great. Fred Albers uh, on the team had an unbelievable call. <laughs> you should go back and look at the highlights or, or, or listen to the highlights of PGA Tour replay. Uh, you can download our podcast. But he had an unbelievable call uh, of that hole in one. And actually nothing was happening for Sergio until that point. You know, he made a two-putt birdie on 16, but he makes that hole in one. That, that got him, uh, you, you know, through after that first round. So uh, it was an amazing moment, and the whole place was going crazy. Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, and Justin Thomas, they had to stop. They had to wait for things to calm yeah. down. And I notice players doing that all the time because of the anticipation, that amphitheater of that island green, the 17th, such a, a great hole. And then, Brian, you go to the 18th tee. That shot looks hard on television. I tell you, you stand on that tee box, all you see is a strip of bacon they hit, the, hit the golf ball too. And it is yeah. no wonder why everybody aims at those trees right. They, they're able to, to reach the green there, but that is such a difficult tee shot. So, yeah, I mean, this course is uh, it's breathtaking. The kind of shape it's in and the holes you know and you get there and you see them from behind the green and you see uh, why players hit the ball to where they hit to have it feed towards the hole. Just a fantastic experience. Kevin Sylvester is live at the Players' Championship as uh, we get an update on what's going on with the players. Brian Coles, you'll hear at Craigburn in East Aurora. Well, let's just, uh, how about just a, a quick minute thought here, Kevin, on just some of the players that you've seen. I mentioned John Rahm. Yesterday, no, early he got out to a great start, and I thought, uh-oh, he might run away with it because we know he has that talent. He fell back just a little. Of course, he's still in it at minus four. Uh, there's a lot of big names uh, after Rom in that minus two to even range. I know that, of course, uh, if getting some of them going would make it very interesting. You have Adam Scott, Stenson, Day, Mickelson, uh, McElroy, Kuchar, um, you know, Dustin Johnson, all in that mix. Is it too much to try and have them make up nine shots right now? Because Ustazen and Stanley have, a, uh, have separated themselves a little from that big pack of big names. All right, well, let's look at last week. For example, the Wells Fargo, Dustin Johnson just makes a cut. Then he shoots 10 under, or he finishes second. So, no, uh, those players you mentioned are not out of it. They can go out there and shoot a low number. And I'm going to say low number is 66 <laughs> this week. Uh, that's a low number. Uh, they're going to keep the greens at a 12.5 on the fifth meter, but you're also going to get some weather. So, you know, those guys are teeing off earlier. Uh, they're going to beat some of the weather uh, that's going to be coming in today where the leaders are going to play with some of that weather. And, I mean, rain, uh, there could be thunderstorms. Obviously, they would uh, uh, have a delay for that. But, um, no, it's, it's not out of possibility. However, Louis Oosthuizen and Kyle Stanley in the lead. Oosthuizen had a clean card yesterday at 66. And let me tell you, coming in, you know, he started on the 10th tee, so he came in the front. Six, seven, and eight are hard holes. Those are just tough. You know, there's a back-to-back par fours. They put a lake in there this year instead of this huge mound that used to be there. And that eight, uh, you know, hole, it's, you know, plays 200, played 234 yesterday, a par three. Uh, so tough. You know, Oosthaven got up and down to save par, or actually on two of the holes, he had incredibly long lag putts and two putter for par. It was really impressive with how fast the greens were going and the wind uh, conditions, the breezes that they had yesterday. And Oosthaven, if you have not seen his swing in person, it is just it's a thing of beauty. People always talked about, you know, how great his swing is. It is. It is just fantastic and kept the ball in the fairway, and that's going to be his game plan again today. Awesome. 
Kevin, before we let you go, a uh, couple things. First of all, I know that uh, we're looking forward to the second annual Duster Challenge coming back in July, and registration is now open, correct? Yeah, yes, it is open, DusterChallenge.com. Uh, that's the putting tournament, uh, and it's going to uh, benefit the uh, Western New York PGA Foundation. Portion of those proceeds are going to do that, and they'll have some other raffles and stuff going on to help uh, the Western New York PGA Section Foundation and some of the great work they do with some of the programs uh, with veterans and other things to do. So uh, we're happy to partner with our friends at the Western New York PGA. It'll be at Fox Valley Club. Again, it's a Friday night this year, so uh, we're and the element of fun on a Friday night. Uh, there will be the kids' division, and we'll have some activities for the kids uh, after they're done. And then the, the adults take over, and yes, you say, well, it's going to be dark. We're going to take care of that <laughs> with lights this year. Uh, it's, it's a great time. Uh, food's included. The drinks are included. Um, so it's going to be, if you heard about it last year and said, wow, it was fun, make sure you get in this year and get in early. DusterChallenge.com. And, you know, Spectators are welcome to come, but if you want to participate, uh, you know, help make a donation and, you know, the food and everything that's going on, there is a spectator pass, uh, if you will, that you could purchase and be a part of it. So that's all there, DusterChallenge.com. Very cool. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Have a blast this weekend. We'll be looking for you, and uh, keep uh, keep a close eye on 17. I have a feeling it's going to come down to the end like it normally does there. It's, it's such a wonderful stage to watch golf, I think, that uh, – this tournament is definitely one of the best. Yeah, Brian, and, and I want to mention, um, you, you asked me to get you something, so and you reimbursed me. I spared no expense for you, okay? So I just <laughs> the most expensive item uh, in the shop and grabbed that for you. So I hope you like the rhinestone leather, uh, but I got that for you. So <laughs> checkbook ready. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, luckily, the uh, I'll take some of... Uh, Jeff Medis' T to Green expense for him. He's got a lot built up there, so I'll have to use it. All right, it. good stuff, man. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. All right, All appreciate right. it. All right, Kevin Sylvester, of course, always part of T to Green, whether he's with us in person on the roundtable or uh, working for PGA Tour Radio. He is at the players, and, uh, yeah, I'm a little jealous of him uh, being there, getting to walk around this weekend, but uh, a very cool spot. Let's say you want to go and make an event or a trip you know, whether it's down to watch something like this and then maybe get some rounds in at courses around TPC Sawgrass, or maybe you're even thinking even bigger, like going overseas, Scotland, Ireland, or anywhere around the globe. We uh, have our friends at Golf Away Tours. You can contact TJ Rule, a really cool way to get your buddies together, a group of friends, family on a trip that could include maybe some spectating and also could include some playing. But if you're looking for a golf trip in terms of playing, uh, contact golfawaytours.com. Really cool place to go. Uh, one more note before we let you go here. Of course, part of our uh, home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Fox Valley, uh, they want to let you know that they're holding an open house on Sunday, May 21st from 1 to 5 p.m. You can come on in and they tell you all this stuff about the staff, their board of governors, about everything about the entire club, what makes them so great for all with all their kids programming. And, of course, uh, we always mention how you're really getting three for the price of one. With uh, joining Fox Valley, you also have access to play Tantara and Briarwood, three unique golf courses all very close to one another. Uh, if you want to go to that Fox Valley open house or get more information on it, you can contact Marie McConnell over at Fox Valley. But again, that's Sunday, May 21st from 1 to 5 p.m. Hey, I want to uh, thank everybody here 
at Craigburn for rolling out the red carpet and making us feel so welcome. General Manager Dan Franklin, PGA Pro Frank LaForce, and uh, his assistant Tim Faulkner, and also to Lonnie Nielsen for joining us. And for Kevin Sylvester and PGA Pro Jeff Metis, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for joining us here on TD Green from Craigburn East Aurora. We'll be at Wanaka Country Club next Saturday, 7 to 8, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Have a great weekend, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.